Hey up, how do and welcome to the fourth instalment of Loose Lips today. If you want to recapture any of the chats previously, then get on my Instagram live and you can still see these for the next 24 hours. My chat with Sophia, uh, my chat with Granger, Tom Granger, and also my chat with Luke Thompson. Any of the other chats as well uh, from the previous series of Loose Lips you can get on my YouTube, which is Pop Cult Chic. Right now we're going to be speaking with Kaylee, who just sent me an invite. So I'll just request and accept. Hello, my lovely. How are you? Hi, hello. How are you? I'm You're good. Right. I'm good. Good to see nice you. To see you. I know, nice to see you. Oh my God, it's been a whirlwind. Literally, I've just come off Zoom with my granddad, oh. trying to te teach him how to get Zoom. Uh, basically, my, my life has become teaching my granddad how to connect to WhatsApp via his phone, via his iPad, how to go on Zoom. Uh, I've, uh, literally, it's the slowest process ever, but it's hilarious. I've been That's loving well it. cute. So funny. I've literally, I was like, Granddad, I'm going to have to go. I've, I've got two minutes because I've got to go on a live video with Ben. So I'm going to have to go. I'll be like, right, all right, bye. He'll be watching now, won't he? You'll set him up. I keep I keep surprising him with different people in these Zoom meetings. Like, I've just, I, I just, I message his best friend, like, um, like, is it's, it's on my Facebook. So I messaged him last night and said, can you surprise my granddad and come on this meeting tomorrow? So when he came on the meeting, the Zoom today, oh. um, he came on and, and his best mate were there. So they've just been having banner for the last like hour or so on um, on Zoom, which was really cool. It is mad, right? I often think this, like you think of technology in our lifetime and where it's come from. Could you imagine for the older generations to this thing that wasn't even properly invented, to then it been black and white, to then it been colour, to then it been like flat screen, to then being able to be fit in your pocket and be able to speak with people from the other side of the world, like, what? It's crazy. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? And the, and the fact that, obviously, right now is the time that we, uh, obviously, everyone's really connecting through technology. And mm. it's, if, you know, I mean, we really, really need it right now, don't we? So it's, it, I don't know, it's all come at once. And um, it's funny that... Um, Oh God, it's just, it's just the way he, he tries to get on it. I mean, I had to I had to WhatsApp him on his phone so I could see what he was doing. And I said, right, flip the screen so I can watch your iPad and I'll tell him what to do. So I'm, I'm teaching him how to do it whilst doing it through the thing and he's, he's all over the screen. I'm like, oh God, it's hilarious. It's proper cute, but, that though. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's really worth it to, um, yeah, it, you know, him and him and my grandma now have just had a really nice chat with with the the best mates that they've not spoke to in ages. So it's nice to connect people, isn't it? You played your part there. What a good. That, that's what I've been doing. I feel like I, I feel. I mean, I feel like I am a little bit of a connector anyway. In a sense that that's my job um, on earth. On I, earth. Decided, yeah, I've decided I am a massive connector. Like. I think I've um, over the over my years I've always been connecting people, friends, and like, I mean, from when I went down from Leeds to London, I, I moved from Leeds and I moved down to London when I was like 17, 18 to go to a dance academy, um, and I happened to um, like meet this mad connection of like cool people in London, and I and end up bringing everyone up to Leeds to meet everyone else, and <laughs> now from that we now have this massive 
group of friendship, you know, friendship group that's actually Leeds London. Everyone knows everyone. And that's just because I decided to just bring everyone up and down, like when I was younger and have so much fun. It was like, oh, it was so cool. It's safe when you find your calling. Like, I, I feel my calling is a, a light vessel. It's part of the soul of a generation. And I feel like in this situation that we're in i really felt it my calling to do something like uh loose lips or something to share that optimism and, and that spirit i really felt like i, I almost i almost it felt like summoned by it yeah i honestly i've been having this like it's crazy like every day is crazy this this like this lockdown is mental i mean my brain is just going bonkers at the moment with like full download of information and what's going on i mean I, i've been like up in my meditation i've been learning so much yoga <clears throat> my handstands i mean I'm, I'm i'm i've been putting so much effort into my handstands now now i can stand on my hands and actually like physically keep myself there and balance and like i've I, you know like I've, I've learned a lot through this time already have you seen the challenge with the handstands where you've got to put the t-shirt on are you at that level yet no no because i'm for me it's all like i'm just getting to be able to balance and keep my legs up straight and actually stand there in a handstand for me so i've just got to that stage because i've been i've been doing this for years like th three or four years i've been trying to do handstands but i i injured my wrists about three years ago i sort of overextended them when i was doing a lot of yoga and I really struggled then to keep the practice up and keep my yoga going. And honestly, I can't tell you how amazing yoga is for your body and for your mind and for your soul. It, it completely changes your life. Like, it, it, I, I don't know why, but like when I started doing yoga, my whole perception of everything changed. You know, like the, the fact that I put time into myself mm. and myself a moment to breathe and to focus on me on the mat nothing else no no judgment of other people no no you know clouded um you know opinions on who i should be and what i should be doing and just focusing on me and what i was doing at that time and really being able to um learn and grow about myself and that really sort of it gave me so much power and it i don't know it was it, it's it's been a massive journey with me through yoga it's really sort of connected me to who i am and i feel like at some point i, I will do a yoga course i know there's a lot of people out there doing yoga teaching and stuff at the moment but for me right now i'm just enjoying the practice you know i know that for me as as you know i'm a singer i'm a dancer i'm a creative my passion for me is my singing i want to be able to push all my energy into my stage work and perform and be on stage all the time so it's it's that thing of like where do you want to put your energy you know mm. if you put your too many places all in one you become ready yourself thin you, you, yeah you, you yeah you wear thin and and you don't you don't um you don't get anywhere you don't you know it's i procrastinate you know it's procrastinating you know you you you're sort of changing directions so many times so it's like right now i've decided that my my full focus i need to push for my singing and my energy needs to be going that way. But I know at a certain point, my yoga will take over and my that sort of spiritual journey is going to sort of then take part maybe later on, you know, does, in does life. The yoga help, do, does the yoga help uh, with your core, obviously, then? So then it makes you a better singer as well, then? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Everything about yoga, is it's all about the core and it's all about, yeah, yeah, it's... It gives me a lot of balance in life. Yeah, everything. It's and and especially singing. Yeah, you've you know you've got to be able to 
breathe deeply as well. And um, I mean, for, for me, it's weird because I've got asthma, you know, like I've got asthma and I've got bad I've got a bad chest and bad lungs, you know, like generally, you know, um, speaking, but actually it's weird when I sing, it's not affected at all. And, and when I do my yoga, it, it expands my lungs, you know, like everything yoga massively helps with expanding my lungs and, and forcing that energy into the places where you feel the pain and you, um, you know, you can feel the tightness in your back and everything. You, if you really breathe into them spaces when you're doing the yoga, um, and even even through meditation, it's very similar. You know, it's all about breath work. If you can breathe into the spaces where you feel the pain and mm. feeling, you know, hurt, even stretching. You know, any form of stretching is so good for your body, and especially at this time now as well, which is what, what everything that's going on. Everyone's sitting around. Um, stretching and limbering is just like the best medicine for anybody. I suggest like it just it you know breathing into it and, and letting go and releasing that, you know, negative feeling and, and knowing that you can breathe through it. Like you've, you've got your own um, pattern that you can, you know, help yourself. And I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a really good feeling. I love it. I know exactly what you're saying. Do you know what's mad about the breathing in is um, yeah. it works with so many different things. So for example, I was coming back from a supermarket the other day and yeah. two big solid like size bags right you know like with yeah. usual with trainers and i was like no i'm like i'm cramming me my cupboards again like getting fully crammed and honestly yeah. my fingers were proper tearing away and I, they were in pain but rather than being in pain i started breathing in uh my oh. fingers and before i started as i was breathing into them before i knew it, i was at my door and i was like oh yeah. wow. it's almost like a zone now i went to where it was and it, yeah. i felt the energy like it, it was just like the bags and my fingers it was like my bags and the uh, my bags and the fingers almost became one yeah 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 you can breathe through it it's like it's mindset isn't it it's all about mindset and power of the mind and and getting through something you know like in, and a lot of people you know suffering with anxiety and stuff at this time it's like the, the thing is what what you need to do is is breathe through everything like you, you can you can calm yourself down your nervous system can all be calmed through breath cool. it's like it's so simple, but but it it can be very challenging for people if you don't know, you know. But I mean, I, I, there's certain techniques that I do. Um, I think I can't remember who it was, but somebody told me if um, if you know if you are you know feeling anxious or whatever, if you breathe in, so if you go, like a quick breath in of everything, all your body, like. If you do this five times over, like, and breathe really, really out slowly, really slowly, like out, you'll feel your heart rate drop. Like, you can feel it inside. You can feel your body relaxing. And and that's the form, like, you know, you could start your meditation with that or anything. Or if you're feeling scared or anxious or worried, and I think a lot of people are feeling this this stuff now at the moment. But anything, you know, related to anxiety, it's all about breath and all about calming yourself and your mind and just just take that time to breathe and, and know that you're going to be fine. Everything's well, going to be all right. Well, well, for me, what I find is, right, I think there's two, like, areas at the minute you've got you might not look into that world and then you do look into that world so when you look into that world you know the tools that you have and when you don't mm. that world seems a bit daunting or airy fairy or what have you so yeah. i i think the venn diagram the bit where it joins is 
when you are feeling stressed, the body gives away so many different clues. So for example, your tongue might be touching the top of your mouth, your shoulders might be up and you, your, yeah. breaths, your breaths, you know, you don't really think about how you breathe, but when you are feeling anxious, I think a, a, an instant thing to turn people into the other world, as in not to sound really daunting to them and go, oh, I'm not doing yoga, oh, I'm not meditating, that's not my soul. But to just simple like things to check as their own triggers is to see how they are. So before they respond, where's the tongue in my mouth? Where are my shoulders? How am I breathing? Am I short of breath? And by the time you do that process in your thing, you're bringing yourself in alignment with your true self and then you're automatically calming yourself and then that's when you realise things like that work and then you can start to work more on the self-development, like you say, picking up more tools that work and, 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 and focusing into it and going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. It's like even your jaw, you know, for example, you like tense your jaw for, you know, like you, there's certain things you do and you don't realise you're doing it, you're like, oh, oh god actually yeah i'm holding my shoulders up yeah. like this like when you physically realize and actually put attention to that area you're like oh i actually am tense god i didn't realize until yeah. you you know you put attention to it and you know i mean even massage i mean i love massage as well this is another thing that i've learned to grow that this is one of my um things that i need to nourish and and go with a lot as well because i'm very good with massage i'm getting very good with my hands i've been told I'm, like i am a healer you know with my hands and it, it is it's sort of like it feels like a knowledge that's just come with me you know like I, I, it's it's i can't say where it's come from i don't know how but it's just this knowledge that i've had inside me and i know exactly what to do to get rid of tension in someone's body and it's like i, I always i always do like um like massage with music so what sort i of music it would always be like um do you know ludovico and audi yeah ludovico, yeah like piano music that really yeah. beautiful piano music something soothing but it just goes with the energy and the flow of my breath and and it's all breath work energy music flow it's all energy created all at the same time and i can feel the tension in someone's body and all i can feel yeah it's all instinctive yeah and it's something that i'm gonna this is probably gonna be one of my biggest sort of career paths as well that i've not, that I've not done because i'm a, a vocalist and a singer you know like that's something that um oh jack's just saying ludovico's beautiful oh i'd love a massage all oh, right that's jack <laughs> jack's my best mate by the way hi jack, hey, jack. <laughs> yeah um i am like he can probably vouch for it he's had a lot of um massages and i always go down to their house in london and i give it like proper good massages through music and it's all just like yeah through breath work and i can feel i don't know why or how i know this knowledge but i can feel the tension and i know exactly what to do at that time and the, the pressure and like whether to use my arm or my elbow and to breathe in and out and like really release the tension and and everyone who had these massages like they always come out saying like oh my god like that's the best massage i've ever had it's like they've never felt anything like it and it's you know like but in within my head when i do this i always set intentions of healing of getting rid of the pain of of finding a way to breathe through it my energy flow through 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 them as well i push my energy into them and throw you know th throw it out of their body so I, I, I don't know why i even know this but it's just like it's like 
in, engraved in my body, you know, like in my soul. I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, it's my hidden talent, you know, um, another gift that I've been gifted with, when, you know, that I feel like I've, I have been gifted with a lot of things. My voice, uh, you know, is, is a gift. And, uh, you know, it's massive tools to use to all heal. And it's like, it's really good. Uh, yeah, I love it. But massage is probably the one thing that I'm, you know, another thing that I can go into. But, are you, yeah. Are you, are you able to keep the sort of grounding and a spiritual element in quite a chaotic or busy workplace like you're involved in, like, constantly touring different places different things coming up before a certain show getting yourself in that mindset it must be quite a, a stressful process even before you're getting in front to what most people would consider the stressful bit of performing yeah. so do you rely on that to get you to get you there yeah i mean well it it's sort of like it's sort of like you live, live two lifestyles, you know, like you live like the commercial, normal standard lifestyle that is creative and I go out and I do my job and I do that. And um, it's like two different realities sort of thing. You know, like it's like I've got this spiritual reality and then I've got my material reality that I live in. And it's, I, it's sort of, um, yeah, it's sort of going into this. Oh, it's weird because I've just had 1818 on my screen. I always have angels. <laughs> It's 1818 18 now. I always have angel numbers around me. Hi, Lizzie Price. Lizzie's on board. <laughs> Hello, Lizzie. Always angel numbers come to me at certain times when I'm talking about certain things. Like, for example, this is, you know, I've said I've got my spiritual path and I've got my material path. They're acknowledging that at this time now that this is true. Hello, angels. Thank you very much for touching in. <laughs> People think I'm bonkers, but, you know, maybe I am. Um, but, yeah, it's like it is that thing of how can you – um, progress and how can you materialize both of them into one reality you know like how can you develop yourself and your grow growth and learning into one aspect because it's quite easy to go down one path and then sort of lose your way in another you know it's nice to be able to integrate everything that you can do and everything that you can learn I and mean, there's so many people out there doing standard jobs um, that they're not interested in um, necessarily but then they've got so many interests and hobbies that they just sort of neglect as well. And it's like, I, I've spoke to so many people in the past and I'm like, what do you do for fun? You know, like, what, what do you do? Or what do you, what's your job? And they're like, oh, it's a boring job. I'm like, oh, so what, what you, boring job. But so what do you do? What do you do to like? Like, I, I, for me, I do, I do nothing boring in my life. I like to do. <laughs> I want to make my life as fun as possible and as amazing as possible. And I, I hate the boring route. I never choose the boring route. And like, yeah, times are hard sometimes and it's, you know, jobs are up and down and it's not a very stable lifestyle, the creative industry, because you can be in and out of work all the time. But I choose happiness and I choose like love and I choose, um, you know, myself um, and my mental health more than um, a, a bog standard job just for money, you know. So it's like, yeah, it's how to, how to find the balance, I think, in finding somewhere where you can be creative and you can earn money and you can, you know, manifest what you want in life and to find all these amazing aspects all in one And because it, it's good to get creative. I think people have, you know, sadly lost that a lot, you know, in the, in the business world, you know. Um, it's nice to be creative and to be able to... Um, yeah spread the love and do do your thing you know what you what you've been gifted with 
Do you find the um, life on the road has certain demands that can sometimes take you out of that that inner being, that inner that inner place? Definitely, because you can just get sucked into certain like a certain lifestyle, you know, in a certain place. For example, you know, I went over to Germany for a while, you know. Um, you lose sort of, sometimes you lose um, the way your eating habits were, you know, like you've got a certain like, um, a certain way of living in a certain place and then you move somewhere else and everywhere's different. The food's different. You you know, shopping in Germany, you've got, I've got to learn, first of all, what, what does everything mean in German? What is that? Uh, and you know, the shops are different, the food's different. So it's like, you've, you've got to change all your eating habits and find, you know, new ways of eating. And then you might slack a little bit and start, you know, not eating as healthy or, uh, which can also change a lot mentally and physically. And, and then you've got to do more working out and training and, you know, like you can't understand why you're not feeling as good or, you know, like, but it, I think a lot of it is to do with diet and health and fitness and, um, you know, finding the right foods for your body as well, you know, listening to your body and what you need and what you, what you know, for health reasons. But, that that can be a really challenging thing when you're traveling and doing a new job um and especially you know being away from family and friends as well it can cause like a lot of like loneliness and sadness a little bit because you you sort of you, you think you're happy doing your job and you think you you know your career is everything but then naturally there's a lot of people at home that you're missing as well you know how you're not, long you're not... how long can you be away for on tours at a time uh, well, I mean, I went, I mean, I did a, for example, I was doing a ship, um, a ship for a while, which was two weeks on, two weeks off. So that was quite cool. I had a place in London and then I had, um, it was two weeks on the ship and then two weeks off. So I'd go on board, do my job for the two weeks and then come off. Um, so that was quite good that you had both lifestyles, you know, I could go back home and I was still getting paid for the whole month, which was great. So you know, I was on a ship doing my job and then I'd come home and I was in London and seeing all my friends, which was pretty good. So that was like a year contract. So for a year, two weeks on, I, I mean, I worked six, six months of the year and then was off the ship. So that was really good. But also then it, it felt like, um, it felt a bit like you didn't know where your life was, you know, like actually in my, in my head, I was like, the ship felt more of my home than London then. Cause I was so busy there and, and I don't know. And then, and then ended up meeting, actually I met my partner, which was, he, he was in Germany. So I was dotting around from Germany, London ship to Oslo, to Norway, to Germany. Like I was just everywhere, you know, like, and you can't really settle, you know, it's like, you, 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 yeah, you, you can't really re relax. And the ship actually felt more home than anywhere else. So that was that was a weird feeling, and then obviously uh, when I was in Germany, I did a contract for six months. So that was in Hamburg, and I did Ghost the musical there for a while. So I was in Hamburg, which was really cool. I had a nice apartment there and lived there for a while. Are you um, doing it in English? No, it's all in German. So you're doing Ghost the musical in German? Yes, I was. Yeah, that was in. I know. So I had to learn the whole show in German. So we had like a vocal. <laughs> yeah so i had one line in german um which was um uh, uh ich habe uh, ich habe den umgebracht es tut mir wahnsinnig leid that was my that was my line 
Ich habe den Goldfisch umgebracht. Es tut mir wahnsinnig leid. It means I killed the goldfish and I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's the right line. That's the right line. Just rocking up. Just like going at yeah. supermarket, like you're saying, just saying that. Yeah, just like, huh? So, I mean, but it was great. But we had this vocal trainer um, and uh, who is, who is that? That's a nice met, message, that. Met Kayleigh three minutes outside a pub. Whittleshood. 2000-ish, I fell in love. Never saw her again. Glad to see she's smashing it. Oh, who is that? <laughs> fell in love. Oh, hi, whoever that is. I can't see who that is, but that's cute. It says it's uh, a little pizza life, but I'm not sure who the person... The name is, no. but thank you for your message. Let us know who you are. Give us your name. Yeah, don't be a stranger. stranger. Oh, don't be a stranger. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, what was I saying now? Your, voice, your voice trainer. So I had, um, yeah, a vo like a vocal coach who, who taught me exactly how to say, like pronounce the words. So like, uh, ich, 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 uh, ich. And she'd be like dragging your face and she'd be grabbing you and she'd be like, and you'd sit there for like hours we had to do like two hours a day you know speaking with her to pronounce the words exactly how how you pronounce it in german and it's like we didn't necessarily know the language but actually if you heard it in the show it would sound exactly you know like german how long is the pre-show in the build-up of like getting things like that together in the oh, training and the prep before the yeah, actual uh, show uh, goes on a run? Uh, I think we rehearsed uh, for about a month, I think, before. So the rehearsal process is about a month. Generally for most shows, I think, is about a month long, maybe six weeks sometimes, depending on the show. Um, but, yeah, you learn. I mean, there's a lot to learn. There's all the, like, you sort of do specific dance routines. Um, you'll do maybe one dance routine at, at some point. And then, um, and then you'll add the music to it. So you have like your music, um, your music rehearsal. So you learn all all your music and learn the lyrics, and then you learn the dance routine. And then eventually you put it all together. And then eventually, then you start adding each scene together and together, you know. And then running the whole show. So it's like a process. And then it's just, and then you get notes, you know. You'll you'll you have to go home. You have to rehearse. You have to because you have to be on your A game as well. Yeah. Because if you go home and you're slacking and you go back and everyone else is knows it and you look you can see when you've not put the effort in you can see when you've not put the work in because everyone is eager to look the best and look the you know good and for me I had a really good track I was one of the front dance tracks so I had I was always in the front always always in the middle or you know like I was very seen everywhere I was and I had you know speaking lines and I was very you know visualized everywhere so I had to be on on my you know on my ear game and had to look good um because I was front center all the time so it's um yeah it's hard work and I mean god your body just aches as well you know with all the dancing you know and you eat so much you just you can't stop eating you're just <laughs> so tired you like you're just drained but it's so good you know like that feeling I, I just love it it's that's what I I just love doing that that's my thing when I when I get into a show and I love I love the music and I love the show and you, you end up meeting a lot of amazing people and it's I was like, going to say on the back of that is it super competitive or is it a people like a crew a family 
it depends on the show and it, it depends on it de- it totally depends on who you've been cast with because you you know from anything you could you can have people coming in and there's always going to be someone who thinks they're better than everyone else and the you know the egos completely you know going through the roof or whatever but then then again you know you might connect with them differently and you know like but but it depends it depends on the whole situation i mean i've been in a few shows where i mean for example when i did we will rock you in the west end it was the best cast ever like we had the the best time like it was the best time of my life i was like 19 i i played the first cover, Scaramouche, uh, Meatloaf as well. I was co- covering two of the lead parts and it was my first job out of college. I actually left college early to get the job, um, <clears throat> which I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't really have done. I should have finished my, you know, my training, but I was so eager to get into the business. But, oh my God, I absolutely loved it. Like, it was like, we had the most fun. Basically, the, we had like, um, we had in... Well, the st- there was a stage, but then behind, it was called Wardrobe Village. So Wardrobe Village, it had all the wig section where we all had our wigs put on. And then there'd be all the, the wardrobe place where there'd be all rows of chairs, boys on one side, girls on the other. So we all get changed opposite each other. <laughs> so we're all just running around in our underwear. Like, like a most- kinky school disco. Yeah, yeah. It's like so funny. It, like, it's funny for any normal people who are like, what, so you're just running around naked? You're like, yeah, literally we are. And that's normal in this industry. This is normal. We, you, can't, you can't be funny about that. You know, like, it's just a normal thing that, yes, we're all in just, like, naked-style thongs and bras and fishnet tights and a microphone, and then you're just flipping from outfit to outfit, wig to wig, rubbing your face off, makeup, quick change, doing this. Yeah, the dash, and then we, so what, you the dash to get ready in between and set for your next bit. That must be crazy. Yeah, yeah. so like, and there, there were also, um, it was called um, uh, the mic booth. There's like a booth where there's some microphones. We even to do backing vocals. So in one section, we'd all have to, everyone would be after go into this booth. We all put headphones on. And we'd be doing backing vocals. You could see the conductor inside the screens. And we were doing backing vocals for, for what's on stage at that time. So you have to be silent, sing your little bit, stop, sing, stop. And then it'll cut off. And then you can be loud again, go back into Wardrobe Village. And we're all, you know, but I mean, fun and games in there that went on. Oh, my God. It was just hilarious. Imagine like a cast of creatives, mental people all running around like thespians just wild like having fun it was like that every night just hilarious times so funny and oh god it was brilliant like the stories that came out of there was just amazing it was so good i think I love uh, sorry we've had another a little pizza life i think it might be mark who runs a pizza place in um rothwell ask me guess they've not actually put the name but anyway, that is the big up oh. they were bigging you up before. Oh, now it's okay. Anyway. Oh. Oh. But, yeah, so, you know, oh, that's loads yeah, that's the, new, that's the latest message. Can you hear me? So, um, yeah, sorry. So, how uh, you just sort of buffering a bit. One sec, I'll let it catch up so we know we're back on. Yeah, yeah. Are you still there? I am, yeah. Can you hear me? It's sort of freezing a bit. I think it's just uh, buffering. 
Maybe I'll move downstairs nearer, nearer my Wi-Fi. Maybe my Wi-Fi connection. Okay, cool, cool. As well, if anyone who's watching along, if you want to uh, put any questions or comments, feel free to do so, and we'll look to weave them in as as we can. Um, so one of the things I was going to ask is the audition process for these sort of stage shows. What's that like? Yeah. Well, oh God, it's it's very it's very hard actually. It's really hard work um, because um, there's a lot of preparation for it. Um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of. I mean, you get you get your you get your stuff um, through. They'll send you details of what you have to do. Um, they'll send you scripts. They'll send you um, like songs, and then you've got to prepare it. And then you've got to you've got to sort of know what you're doing before you go in. Have your character ready, and then you go and perform it basically. Um, so yeah, it can be really like it's it's really hard work, and you put so much effort into it as well. And then you really like decide like this is it this is my job this this is perfect for me i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it this is this is this is me and you're so adamant that it's you and and then you walk into the room and you go and sit there and there's like five six other girls that look very similar to you very similar build and then you can hear them singing and they're like oh god they're good mm, yeah that's nice oh yeah yeah they could be good yeah and then you're like wow well you know the thing is it's all about what they want in the room you're never gonna know you know like it's very difficult um and it can be quite heartbreaking at times that the fact that you can be so adamant that you're going to get the job and then you just don't you know do you get a chance but, to speak with them or is it literally you're in you sing you dance you perform yeah, and then you you're can. out or I mean, do they get a sense of your personality the, yeah i mean you can but be, you're on high alert you're, you're very nervous as well you know like so you, you sort of it takes a while to sort of be yourself in the room so you can it, it it's very difficult to sort of relax in there and your heart's beating you know you you everyone gets nervous whether they think they're not you know or confident or whatever but you go in the the genuinely really lovely people they're like the the casting teams are always really lovely and friendly and nice um but yeah it can be really scary and you know um i mean it depends on what you're singing you know if you're confident with the song then great you know if it's something that you're feeling a bit edgy with or you've not learned it right or you've not, not had enough time to go through your lyrics or your your script it's like you know you can be on edge and you just want to do the best you can in the room but it's not was, always quite that easy what was the audition like for ghost knowing that it was going to be in a different country and you've got to speak a different language how do you even yeah. start to prep for that so I was, well, I was already over there in Germany. So when I went over, they, they, um, you have to fill out forms and say whether you can speak German or whether you're English, where you're from. Um, and then they take a photo of you and you have like a number. Um, and actually the choreographer um, was English. So that was fine. You know, when, when you learn the choreography, um, he, he came into the room and he taught it all. So it's fine. It's all in English. So you're like, oh, phew, that's good. But they do ask you to prepare a song in German. So you're like, oh, God. I'm like, I've never done anything in German. I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do? So anyway, I decided to sing the song from Ghost. Um, 
in German. So I just prepared a little section of it, you know, in, in German, and then I, I just sang it. So the, fine, the, the ending song, the um, I'm not going to sing. In the air, we got a bit of sing then. Yeah, I'll sing. You know, Oh My Love? That song. Oh My Love. No, no, no. That's, that's uh, Luther. Who sung it? Oh, what you want about? Are you want about from Ghost? No, the song from Ghost, like when they sat round the pottery thing. Oh, yeah, what is it? Um, oh, my, my, love, my darling. Yes. Yeah. Did you yeah, say that, that in that... German? No, no, but that actually came on, like, in, in the scene, that actually comes on in English, on, like, over the, over the, um, you know, like a, of the speakers, you can hear it. So it's like, that's the only English bit in the thing. But the whole, it, I mean, the, the songs in this show are very different from the film as well. Ah, so right. it's a totally, totally different, um, yeah, different soundtrack. So you'll have to, you'll have to hear it. Like, one of the songs is like, yeah, it's all like business here, and we're like, me und me und me und me und me. Yeah. The German Amazing. accent is mad, man. No, like, proper. It's proper. The other one. What was, the, what was the song I sang? Um, nein, nein, ich liebe uns noch nicht auch. Ich nehme diesen Schmerz nicht. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but I, like, I tried to learn this whole German song, and I was like, Oh God! I mean, it's all the pronunciation. Like, nein, ich gebe uns noch nicht auch. Like, what? It's it's hard. It's it's really hard. But it, it proves how lazy the English language is. My God! No, 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 and stuff like that. Like, I think the English language is the, one of the most difficult languages when you actually get into the, the fundamentals. No, but have you, have, you, have you tried learning German? They've yeah, got, they've got school, even, it's high They've got even more, they've got ten times more words than we do as well, on no, top. No. The do, honestly. Yeah, honestly. that's we're from Yorkshire. We don't need half at words. <laughs> just, I'm off shop. Like, <laughs> I know. That's why it's so difficult. I'm off at shop. I'm off shop. Got some fish and chips. Off exactly. to shop. Don't know, <laughs> but um, but no, so so going back to uh, some performances. Uh, sorry, some of the uh, shows that you've been in. Could you give us a, a bit of a, a reel off of a list? Were you in Thriller? No, I wasn't in Thriller, but I did. First of all, I did. Like I said, I did. We will rock you, the musical. So that was my first job, which was amazing. Like I said, did um, cover two of the lead parts, and and then I was ensemble. So I did that for two years, and after that, I. Um, I went into Mamma Mia in the West End as well, which was really cool. I mean, I was swing in Mamma Mia, so I had to learn seven different tracks. That was a challenge. I'm not going to lie. They, I'm, I'm sorry, but swings are massively underestimated in the business because they do the most work and... I mean, they just have to cover anyone at any time. So, so if what, someone goes swings, off, what swings... What swings... For people who don't know, I don't know what swing is. Yeah, so swing basically. So the, there's a there's a first cast which um you'll have everyone in the cast, and then there's a, there's a set of like six people who are swings. So if somebody goes off ill, then a swing would step in for their position. So say 
one girl goes off and another girl goes off, the two of the girls will go in for their parts. So you'll so, learn multiple different people's roles? Yeah, I have to learn seven different parts. And then, like, and then sometimes there'd be so many people, like, off at the same time that we'd have to split the track. So they're like, I mean, one time there were like 13 people off and we, we only had a certain amount of people. So we had to jump from track to track and jump around from that part to that part. And then, so you get noted, you've just got to write everything down at the beginning of the show, right? So you need to go from this track, then you need to go to that track, then you dance with her, then you go with her and then you go here and you're like, yeah, uh, yeah, writing it all down. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, by the end of it, I was just running around looking for a space. I was like, where am I? Yes. Oh, yeah, run, quick, and then dance. Woo, go, does go. The show, like, does the show have to go on no matter what? Like, you've just said there, there's 13 I mean, people yeah. that are off. Like. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, obviously, if, there's, if there was some sort of crazy thing that, you know, far too many people are off, then obviously there'd be a show cancelled. But the, that rarely, very rarely happens. It, you know, I mean, most, you know, most people would generally be you know at work turning up but it can happen it can happen that you know um i don't know some some mad illness happens and i don't know you know when, when everyone gets ill it's like like for example now you know the coronavirus it's like something goes round and then everyone's just dropping like flies and it's, it's like especially it's if you're really... close like a production and you're always yeah. like pre you're sweating and you're touching people yeah. you know you're, you're dancing you, you know and you're using a lot of energy and stuff so it can be yeah, it can be really difficult, and yeah. So if if it if it happens, then um, yeah, that the swings have to step in and just you know play the part, and and you know we have to work a show. And I mean, sometimes you can cut little sections. You know, you can cut people out of little bits where you might not need them, and make sure that you know most of the area you can see on stage. It might look a bit less people. You know, it might not look as busy, but still you can progress with the show and still actually do something so and are you um, doing matinee and uh evening as well at this time yeah so you do generally you do two shows um you do have monday off um and then you do tuesday wednesday wednesdays will be two shows and then saturdays will be two shows so you do tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday and saturdays will be two shows and then you just have monday off that was it so then where did you uh, go after Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia. Then after that, um, I did, I went uh, to Europe, actually. I did Hair the Musical in Austria, Switzerland and Germany. I did like a, a tour, which toured round. We're literally on a tour bus. Was it still was called like, Hair over there? Because Hair obviously means Mr. That's my German knowledge. <laughs> well actually hair is it's it's not actually a german musical hair is um hair is it's a, a musical from the 60s actually it's about all like a group a bunch of hippies it's really cool really good um yeah, yeah it's, it's it's like a it's a bunch of it's a bunch of hippies um and it's like all about sort of it's this community and about it it's, it goes back into the war uh, it's all about them um basically having to go to war and it's it's really sad actually but it's amazing musical um <clears throat> so that's that's where i was there that's where i went there which was really cool and then from there and then from there um what else did i do I went, I did um, Coronation Street, the musical, which was really random. There's a Coronation that, Street musical? 
It was. It didn't do very well, though. It, it sort of fell apart, actually. It wasn't, that was a really hard hard one to do. But um, that, yeah, that, that went on in uh, Manchester MEN Arena, actually. It was like 12,000 people. It was massive. Serious? Yeah, it was crazy. And uh, Paul O'Grady was in it. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> it was really cool, actually. Yeah, it was fun. But, um, yeah, it didn't do very well as well, which is a bit of a shame. But, um, but yeah, that was that was it i think uh, after that then i went into uh then i did the ship you know like over in germany i also went into like nannying and stuff in between so that was like a little um just in between you know i mean it can be really hard doing jobs here and there i was going to say how do you sustain yourself between yeah. you know one show contract to That's another the thing, yeah and, and eventually I, I sort of like i just sort of got bored of the auditions and and i it, it's that thing of re rejection as well. You know, mm. when you get rejected a lot, it's so difficult feeling that rejection. And, and isn't it, sort of sorry to cut you, isn't it uh, yeah. also like, it's not like the rejection of just, you know, explaining why, but we were speaking with Chris Fountain and he said a lot of the rejection is just you don't hear anything. So you, exactly. you, you've just said Yeah, I, I know Chris Fountain. Do you know me and Chris did uh, Les Miserables together when we were younger? Ah, so he said that's where he came up. He said that that was his first thing at Alhambra, and that's yeah. what gave him that was, a bug. That, I didn't was my, know that. that was my first job when I was when I was uh, nine. I was young Cosette, and he was he was Gavroche. That's how we met. Fair, fair. I didn't realize yeah. that's class. That's class. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, yeah, he was saying a lot of it, and 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 I suppose linking it to what you were saying earlier, you go to this audition, you, you know, you're in the space, you've smashed it, it's yours, and then you just don't yeah. hear anything. Yeah, that and that's be like so, it's honestly soul destroying. You know, mm. you, you put so much effort into it, and you're so like you're so like in your heart, you've got that job, and you mm. you know, and then it, and then it it sort of messes with your belief system as well mm. of you know like manifesting and stuff, and thinking that yeah. you're going to get what you deserve and what you want. It messes with your mind that like you're like, I was adamant I was getting that job. I and and I've cried so many times over the fact that. I thought that that was mine and, I, and I'm perfect for it and I worked so hard and then you don't get it and you're like, why? Why? You're like, what? And it's like, that, that can be really difficult and it, it can happen again and again and again and that's the hardest thing about the industry and there is a lot of talented people out there and everyone's feeling that same thing. You know, it's really difficult. So that's the thing that you've got to battle with, um, you know, of actually getting what you desire and it's so hard and that's why I did I sort of stopped a little bit for a while and went into nannying I went out you know I found a different job because I wanted to sort of give and I wanted to show my um you know do something else and just forget about all that for a while so I did that reset. and then I, yeah reset and then I, I it was fun and I enjoyed that um and I was doing that for a while but then again, I was then I was dancing around the house, ironing in shirts and like singing Whitney Houston at the top of my voice when the kids were out. And then I was thinking, why am I in someone's house ironing their clothes, <laughs> singing Whitney Houston when I should be on stage doing this? Why? Like, why? And then I was like, right. Uh, and in my head, I was like, God, I need a job. And then funnily enough, as soon as I thought that, that was when I got an offer for the ship. You know, my friend said, oh, are you working at the moment? And I was like, uh, I am, but there's a nanny, but uh, I'm free. And they're like, oh, yeah, do you want to come and audition for this ship? Literally, it was so weird how it, how it happened. It was like I, I decided that I wanted to change. 
and then it just came to me like that and then I got the job instantly so I'm like that's crazy <laughs> you know like it's so weird how things happen you know but and that's when I did, did the ship after that so then I did the ship and then I ended up sort of that was when I was doing the two weeks on and off and then that's when I moved over to Germany for a while because my partner at, at the time he was doing the bodyguard the musical out there so I went and lived there and then obviously decided I wanted to audition out in Germany and then that's when I happened to get Ghost Musical. So that was like last last January. That's when I finished Ghost. And then since then, I've, I've come back over home, um, come back to the UK. Um, actually, funnily enough, so weird that I literally was in a moving van. We just got to the UK. We got on a ferry. We got to the UK and we were driving and then my agent calls and I'd, I'd, I'd auditioned for um, Starlight Express in Germany about a month ago and not heard. I got to like finals, you know, really did well. And then never, never heard. And I was like, right, okay, whatever. And then anyway, so we're sat in the moving van. And my agent goes, are you, um, are you still interested in Starlight Express? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, well, the, the, the sort of, um, they're interested in, in you for swing and cover Pearl. Pearl's one of the lead parts and it's like dream job on roller skates. Starlight Express in Germany, it's a really good job. And I was like, yeah, but I'm just, I've literally just moved all my stuff from Germany and it's in a van and I'm driving in UK. Like, what? Like, how is that possible? Could you not told me like about a day ago when I was still in Germany? <laughs> So I was like, what? So then anyway, I was, so they said, you know, they're interested or whatever. Two weeks later, I'm still waiting, going, what's going on? Um, is it an offer? What's going on? You know, like they sort of held me in limbo. And I said, look, you need to tell me what's going on. Because first of all, I'm living at my boyfriend's mum's house with all my stuff. We're waiting to see whether we should buy a place or look for a place in the UK rent or whatever or do we or do we need to go back to Germany what's going on you know we need to know and it took so long to find out two weeks later and then I get an email saying oh um thank you but um uh we've uh, but a girl has now signed the contract thank you and thanks for waiting so I was like what so basically they've kept me on hold just in case that she didn't sign that then I'd sign but I was like why didn't you tell me that? You could have just said, by the way, you're on hold. There's another girl we're waiting for, but please, will you be willing to hold? And then I'd go, yeah, of course I'll hold. But they didn't even say that. So two weeks in limbo of not knowing where I am and whether I'm going to be moving back to, the, to Germany or being in England. And imagine that feeling of like, you think you've got a job and you're so excited, but then actually, then it all comes crumbling down yet again. And you're like, why? Why, why didn't they just tell the truth? I didn't just say to you, but that's another thing with agents and, you know, the industry, they're sort of, they, they can just do that. And, you know, they know that someone's going to sign the contract and, you know, there's a lot of talented people out there and it, it can be very difficult. Do you still feel like you want to crack on within that industry then? Because when we started the conversation, it was more leaning yeah. towards the spiritual side and you felt like that might be a calling. Now that you've yeah. come back, do you feel it's a clean break and you could step to that or do you still have that passion to, oh, to, to still do. perform? I, I literally, I absolutely love love performing. I mean, I came back, I actually um, got with a new agent as well so that I could just sort of refresh everything. And um, I just felt like I needed someone more, um, just like a smaller independent agent that could really focus on me more. Yeah. And 
um yeah i did that and then i've got all my new headshots and stuff you know like fresh start which um was necessary as well and then i've got um you, you have like a profile called spotlight as well so i updated on yeah. the profile and everything's sort of ready fresh ready for a brand new beginning really and i've just sort of started trying to put all my singing videos more on my instagram and um started putting a bit more effort into my youtube channel as well just trying to like put my music on there you know um so I've, I've sort of put a little bit more energy into that again now and and put my focus into it because it is hard but it is my passion and i do love it and that's what i do want as well and i want to be on stage and it's where i know that i should be as well so it's it is a long road and it is a journey but i am willing to sacrifice everything to do it because i love it you know like but there is that moment when you get on that stage again and you go oh this is why I did this it. is why yeah this is why and that moment is worth everything like it's just the best you know like it's always what i've loved so i will always fight for that you know and and, and i know that a job will come and it, you know it'll be the perfect timing and something will come up um but obviously this has been a really challenging time as well because i didn't expect this to happen in 2020 this whole coronavirus i was like in my head, I was planning on actually going to um, going to New York and seeing if I could maybe see um, some agents out there, see if I could get any auditions out there, see you know see how I do in Broadway because I'd love to conquer Broadway and do some shows out there. That would be amazing. I've, I have yeah. done the West End. I'd love to do something out there as well, you know. So in my head, that was what I was planning on doing, uh, but then yeah, that that sort of all came crumbling down with this uh this coronavirus i mean i now now i'm sat in my house trying to think of other things to do so <laughs> yeah it's like it's so weird but um one of the positive things i've i've done actually um i thought would be nice is i've got a basically my one of my friends parents owns a nursing home in uh, not far from here it's called ren hall um in the midlands and it's it's a it's a nursing home for patients with dementia and they've been hit really hard with um, the virus. Um, they've actually had like quite a few deaths in there and it's been really challenging. And um, she was actually on uh, Sky News actually and BBC News uh, with doing like an, um, an interview on how she's been. And I just felt like so helpless, you know, when you feel like, oh, it's so sad and it must be so difficult what they're going through, especially, you know, people with dementia dying you know and the family can't even be there in the same room and they're, they're lonely and alone it must be so hard and I was just like what can I do to like help you know you do feel helpless but I was like the only thing that I know is to sing you know so I was like well I, I messaged her and just said can I do something like maybe we do little personal messages um, of singing and I'll get a few of my professional singing people to do songs um on Instagram. So basically I've set up a new Instagram page. It's called Ren Hall Support. And um, I've started asking a few of my singing friends to do videos of just like short songs of just old songs that, you know, could uh, they, they can relate to and just little positive messages of love just to that's send a class. little bit of positivity in this time. Yeah, so that's what I've just recently done in these past few days. I'm still waiting on a few videos from friends, but I just thought I'd keep it going, you know, try and get as many singers available as possible just to put some nice messages out. And she can just literally look at the page and take it into the home, show show the, you know, the family members, as she calls them, which is really cute. And then, you know, they can all just have like a little nice, po you know, positive message. So I think that's Aww. given me something good to do. 
That's this. That's beautiful. Yeah. And um, I I know because my mum's like a social worker and she's worked with various different people's like all walks of life, the aspects of people's personal situations. And one of them was with people with dementia. And one of the things yeah. that um, she said she found is that when they heard music from their era or music that they recognised, yeah. it triggered them yeah. back into life memories. in a sense of, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and that's what I thought. I was like, to, to do there. something like this and, and to have a, a message from somebody who they don't even know could be so, like, so loving and caring that they're like, wow, this, this person's made a song for me. And, you know, it can be really, it could really touch them in a nice way and bring back some memories and just give them even a moment of happiness and, you know, joy would be, that's exactly what I'm doing it for. You know, just, just that little bit of any, any little bit of hope for them just to put a smile on the face and be nice. So <clears throat> yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to send you the page so you can have a little look. Yeah, do um, I'll put it with this video when it goes out when I uh, upload it on yeah. uh, YouTube. So I'll put it all with Amazing. that. But me lovely, we've reached our time. But that was yeah, an epic perfect. chat. That was class yeah, it was. To, thank you. I love to, to see chat. your face as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew it would be. We we could talk for days, couldn't we, me and you? So I know. I, I tell you what, I'll end it on as well. I, I still remember the best dance off that we ever had was at uh, Timmy oh. Two Tolls back in there outside on that like patio bit, probably getting oh, low in that so day. <laughs> that was a good dance off. That was off, so that. good. That, that was, was awesome. Off, we'll have to have another dance off at some point, won't we? Bring your Adidas, mate, and we'll step it to the street. I will bring. I'll bring it. I will bring it, mate. All right. Stay <laughs> safe and cool in this time, yeah. Yeah, you Take too, love. See you Bye. later on. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Chat there with Kaylee Stevenson, actor, singer, good soul. Uh, if you want to catch any of that chat, feel free to go on my Instagram live. It'll be up for the next 24 hours as well of my previous chats with Sophia, with Tom Granger, and also with Luke Thompson. Uh, I'm going to be back in literally two minutes speaking with Paul Gillian, a.k.a. known as Prince. He is a Leeds legend who's currently living in Australia. So we're just going to have a good time getting a bit nostalgic on the old days, the Cole Lane days in Leeds. So if you want to catch that, I'll see you all on the other side on my Instagram live at two. And if you're new to this, I'm Ben Random. This is Loose Lips. If you want to catch any of the back catalogue of any of my chats, then go onto my YouTube channel and put in Pop Cult Chic and you can see everything on there. But other than that, I shall seize you on the next chat. Bye.